Hello there, friends. I'm Richard Kisnan. We all knew it was coming. Adulthood, relationships and marriage, business, health, money, bills, fitness. If you're like me, we didn't think that life would come at us like this. I welcome you to join me for raw, authentic, and hopefully really fun conversations about coming into your own as an adult and to help you create a powerful life of your design. This is the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. Hey there, AR Nation. I've got a quick announcement I'd like to share with you. It's about an incredibly powerful, high-ticket marketing community that I'm a proud member of. It's called the Super Affiliate Accelerator. This program's absolutely for you if you want to be successful online. Whether you're a beginner looking to get started with an online business, and also if you already have an online business but struggling to reach your goals. The Super Affiliate Accelerator is run by three experienced and amazing coaches. Between the three of them, they've sold millions of dollars in products and services online across all different industries. Why I find the Super Affiliate Accelerator so powerful is because of its unique all-in-one blend of a proven training program, weekly coaching and mentoring from an amazing group of accomplished internet marketers, and a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. For a limited time, the SAA coaches are offering a complimentary business strategy call. So whether you're a coach or consultant, if you provide professional services, or if you just want to start an online business, but you're confused or overwhelmed with where or how to start, I invite you to check out this incredible program, the Super Affiliate Accelerator. And you can learn more today by visiting richardkiston.com forward slash SAA. Again, that's richardkiston.com forward slash SAA. Now, let's get to today's amazing episode. Hey there, Air Nation. How's it going? Welcome back to the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Kisnan, and I'm so glad that you can join me here today on another day, in another day, um, making things happen. Why not? Anyways, I've got a great friend and colleague here with me today, Eric Mendelson. Eric, how are you? Uh, thanks so much, Richard, for having me. Uh, love the podcast. Uh, love the energy you bring to the table. So um, certainly wants to be a guest on the podcast. Super excited. So for those of you who don't know, Eric Mendelson is a business broker with Transworld Advisors here in New York, Transworld Business Advisors, uh, helping sellers and buyers of businesses come together and meet at the table and make things happen. Uh, so if you're looking to sell a business, buy a business, Eric is the man to go to. Um, so, you know, without further ado, Eric, I'm just going to pull back. If you want to take a few minutes and, and pull back the curtain, maybe share a little, little bit about who you are, and what's your journey been like to get from where you, wherever you were to, to where you are today? Yeah, thanks, Richard. Um, and certainly, you know, the timing is certainly, um, you know, certainly very important to where we are as far as the small business market, which I guess we'll get into in a, in a few minutes, um, given all that's what's happening um, in today's market. But, uh, you know, I work with uh, business owners um, to sell their business and buyers to purchase a business or buy their competitor and we also do franchise consulting. Um, think of my job essentially like a real estate agent, but it's existing businesses. So um, all the great businesses you travel to, you, um, you, you eat at, um, the salons you go to, um, you know, any, any business that's a small business, um, you know, that's who could be a great client for me and a great, and a great fit. Um, you know, as, as far as um, how I got here, you know, it's certainly been a very um, interesting road. Um, you know, I, I think there's two aspects to being successful. Um, 
being a business broker um, that you have to have. Um, one is certainly having a great business acumen. Um, you got to understand businesses. You, you got to know the way they work. And certainly, um, you know, my, back, my background started in, in the financial services business and I was doing uh, valuation work and operations work. And um, so certainly I understand um, how business works and then I got my MBA. And so I, I, I understand the financial statements aspect of uh, businesses. And um, then really for um, nine years, I honed my sales skills uh, doing real estate uh, sales and um, the most competitive market, the uh, Manhattan uh, residential market um, as far as real estate. Um, so I really honed my uh, sales and marketing skills uh, doing over um, 300 deals. And so, uh, you, know, um, you know, my negotiating experience, my creativity, my um, insight into move deals along and, and to move deals forward and to not give up on a deal and to work, work through the issues. Um, you know, it, it, it's intense. And so, um, you know, I, I think, you know, those are really the two reasons why I've, I've so far, um, you know, had the success I've, I've had is by having those, those two skills. That, thanks for sharing that. Cause it's, it's actually very interesting when you put it, when you, you know, lay it out that way. Um, when you, when you talk about where you are now and like looking back on your career in, um, in, financial services and then to real estate when you share that it's interesting because it financial services and and working in a, at an investment firm seems like a very logical pull right a lot of the the metrics and maybe the conversations you have are logic based whereas when you're going to uh, the real estate market it's a lot of emotion whether you're working with buyers and sellers and then so over the course of the last let's say decade or more you've had to you had to spend a lot of time in both of those worlds so I'm sure that, that that dictates a lot of how you work with sellers and buyers and businesses. For sure. Um, you know, throughout my career, you know, being in sales, uh, real estate, and now uh, businesses, um, I'm very big into stats, into, into numbers, you know, based upon my, my background. So that's always been how I've marketed myself as an agent um, is by knowing the numbers, knowing the market, knowing the data. And, uh, you know, you know, you no know, giving giving data which the you know the the homeowner or the business owner um, will not will not know and and to give them a rationale as far as why I'm giving them a number as far as pricing um, because I mean let's face it I mean homeowner or business owner you know they always believe um, well my price is here and your price is just too low and I I, I always go in and there's always um, reasons behind the number I I never go in somewhere and say um, it's a hundred K and, and you know, um, out of thin air when, when they don't believe it's okay. It's, 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 it's 150 K. Um, so it's, you know, it's by having, it's by knowing those details and by knowing the market. um, you know, what's, what's going on in the market, you know, um, you know, in neighborhoods, um, types of businesses, um, you know, and, and just knowing the data, knowing, you know, knowing is demand up is supply up. Um, and how that fits in into an environment where we're going to have uh, um, increased pricing or decreased pricing um, ahead. So it's it's really just getting ahead, and um, I and so you know also you know s something I've done too I think which, which, is, which has been very helpful is also being great as far as communication. Um, my last job in the financial services world was actually um, working with uh, 
traders and salespeople um, on uh, fixed income desks. So I had to be great with my communication because um, you know, getting the attention um, of these traders was very, very difficult. Um, so you know, I've always believed in having great communication um, in that sales standpoint. So every Monday, um, I'll send the, the, you know, a, an, an owner um, a report of the traffic um, for the um, listing and you know, as far as um, online views, um, you know, buyers who are looking at the um, business, um, and then I go into like, reasons why um, maybe they turn that down. And, um, you know, I, I, think, I think that's very important to have absolutely great communication um, if you are an agent or you are a broker out there. Um, it's, um, you know, I I'm always can't believe it when I hear about an agent who, um, you know, or I meet with an owner who says, um, you know, like, I never heard from my agent. You know, I, I hardly ever spoke, you know, like, you know, maybe hear from them like, like once a month. I mean, um, you have to, at a minimum, once a week be in touch with them. If not, they're going to forget about you and think that you're not trying and you're not doing anything. Yeah. Um, if, if we can take a step back in time, I'm, I'm yeah. curious to ask you, like, what, what's been driving that journey? If you, if you can, like, spend it, just, just take me back to, um, maybe what, when you first joined or if, if your first line of employee was in financial services, was that something you always saw yourself doing or what, how did you end up going there and starting a career there? Yeah. I mean, it's a really fascinating question. And I think, you know, I, I graduated in 2001, um, was certainly, um, you know, um, not a good economy. Um, you know, we were, we were, we were in a recession um, nothing like today, but um, it was not a good period, certainly, um, as far as finding a job here in New York. And, you know, I guess I just kind of fell into it. Um, you know, but to me, I, I think what happens um, is, you know, there was always this marketing creative side in me. Um, in college, I was a marketing major, um, so I did not go into finance um, just because I, you know, I felt like at heart, I was somehow more entrepreneurial, more marketing based, sales based. And, you know, that wasn't the career that I fell into. And I think as the year starts to go on, um, I started to realize something was off. And I think also in the corporate world, you, you get very pigeonholed into a certain job. Um, and it's hard to move on. It's, it's hard to move on and, and move out of that. Um, and you can't really learn the skills beyond you know, what's, what's in your role. Um, if not, people around you get uncomfortable if you start encompassing, you know, in, in encroaching on their, um, on their work. Um, so, you know, it, I, I really noticed it when I went back and got my MBA that, um, you know, the, like my passion was for um, entrepreneurship. Um, you know, that was, that was where it, it really was. And, um, you know, coming out of um, MBA, it was, an, it was another bad economy. It was 2009. Um, it was even worse than 2001. And, um, you know, I, you know it, was, it was a very tough environment. And I didn't want to settle for a job where I would feel pigeonholed and um, being something that I wouldn't be able to get out of. And, um, you know, I was just trying to, um, you know, find a way to make money. And so I got my real estate license and I started doing it. And I mean, my first week I did three deals, which was exceptional um, for a new agent. And, you know, I, I really gravitated towards the, um, 
entrepreneurial uh, angle. And, um, you know, I, and then over the years, I mean, certainly, you know, I really realized like, this is who I am. And, um, you know, I, you know, fully embraced it. Um, you know, so I, I guess looking back at a younger age, I, I wish I would have um, listened to my gut, um, which I didn't do. Um, so if anyone is listening out there, I would, I would say just, you know, and you're trying to decide a career path, you know, really search, search deep and, you know, really try to find, you know, like who would, who you are, because certainly I, I, I think the earlier you can figure that out, the better. I mean, I have learned so much in sales. I'm, I mean, um, and I have, you know, you know, certain skills that I never thought I'd be good at. Um, I've gotten so good at it and so sharp at, um, so it's a testament to being in sales, but you know, those skills take so much time to um, learn and no one gives you a, a playbook in sales. You know, there are, you know, sales doesn't have like a writer or um, a, a right or wrong answer always. So there's a lot of gray room, um, um, gray room in, in between. So, um, you know, I, I think it's really just trusting your gut and trying to really, you know, get a feel for who you are. And, and the earlier you can, you can figure that out, the better. Turning to what you just said, that yeah. your advice for, let's say, someone who's wondering what they want to do and whatnot. In looking back at the way you started your your career, your um, do you wish, do you ever have, I don't want to call it regret, but something approaching regret for not listening to your gut for those those years you were in financial services? Or how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, it's definitely a regret. I mean, I, I wish I had, you know, um, trusted, you know, my gut earlier. Um, but, you know, you kind of, you know, you start in a job and you're getting paid a salary and your benefits. Um, and it's tough to move on. It's, 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 it's tough. I mean, you know, and I, and I, and I think that's what, um, you know, a lot of people go through is, um, you know, it's, it's hard to give that up and to go back to the unknown. So I think the younger you are, um, certainly the, the, the easier it is. And I think there's so many people who get older and older who, you know, go into your forties and fifties and sixties and you just realize how unhappy you are. Um, and, um, you know, then it's so much harder as, you know, as you have more commitments, you have a family, um, and you have a certain lifestyle you're used to. Um, so certainly I, I think the earlier you can figure that out, um, the better, but I'm at least glad that I figured out that my passion was really being, um, entrepreneurial. Now let's turn to that, that yeah. change, right? That decision you made there, because it's one thing to, to realize that and recognize it about yourself. And it's a whole different story to take action on it. Right? So you went from, you know, the security of, of a financial services job to then make the leap in real estate where the, the data shows that not a lot of people survive in the real estate industry. Did you have, when, when you decided that, like, have you ever thought about in retrospect what you were feeling, whether it was fear or whatnot, or you wholeheartedly made the leap and embraced it from the beginning? Yeah. I mean, I think you still always feel fear. I mean, you know, certainly, I mean, in this, in this age, I mean, now we're doing, you know, in the, in the COVID age, I mean, um, absolutely. I mean, you're a salesperson, you know, whether it's business sales, real estate sales, um, you know, you're going to be feeling the fear some sort of a, you know, fear right now in the, you know, out there and the unknown, because, you know, this is, this is a um, time none of us know like what is, you know, what is next. Um, so of course you're going to feel that. And I think that's natural. Um, and so the sooner you get used to that, the better. 
Um, you know, but I, I think it, I think at first it was extremely difficult, um, but I think it's very motivating um, because you know you want to succeed and and you realize how nice it is to be your own boss and um, so you know it's 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 really just having that motivation and that and that kick and because because no one's going to give you a kick in the drive. Um, yes, you're going to have a manager, um, but it's up to you to structure your your day and. You know, like I, you know, I am so organized as far as a calendar goes, and you know, I enjoy seeing a full calendar. Um, and even when I'm not busy, you know, I'll put in activities, um, things that I should be doing. So I, I never have a dull moment saying, okay, it's uh, 12 o'clock on a Tuesday. Um, I have no one calling me, no appointments. Um, what should I do? Um, so it's like having lists, um, being organized, um, you know, and giving yourself structure. I mean, I mean, those are, you know, important, I'm, you know, the important attributes you really need, I think, to succeed um, in, in sales. Let's, let's, if you don't mind turning now to where, what you're doing yeah. now as a business broker. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, I, for me, as you're, as you're sharing the journey, it seems like along the way, it's like a video, you picked up tools to make yourself bigger for, for like where you're at now. Um, but it's still a different beast from what was financial services, working that kind of job. It's, it's a different, much different beast from residential mm-hmm. or from real estate transactions yeah. than even I know. When, when you're working with sellers and buyers and even within that, there, there's such a different dynamic. How do you, um, I know you, you mentioned before, like a lot of it is data, but when you're working with them, what do you find are, are sort of blocks or uh, objections, particularly mental ones that you have to deal with let's say sellers and, or, or buyers that, that kind of get in their own way? Yeah, so that, that's a great question. And I think what makes business sales different than real estate sales is um, you can't just go on to uh, Zillow or Trulia and, 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 and get a cop and see um, what a neighbor's um, apartment sold for um, or, a, uh, you know, or, or a similar house across the street. Um, Business sales, you cannot find out that information online. So you may hear, okay, um, this, uh, you know, this store across the street sold for this price, and therefore my business is, um, is, has, let's say, double the square footage, so therefore my business is going to go for this amount. That's not how that works. Um, you know, businesses trade at a cash flow. So unless you know the specifics behind the cash flow of that store's business, um, there is no way to compare your business to um, that store. So that's kind of where I come in because certainly, you know, at Transworld, we've been in business for 40 years. Um, we are a national company. We have over 200 offices worldwide. We have comps. We have, we have data. We have access to high-level publications that have data as far as businesses that have sold. So we are able to figure out a business and the cash flow multiple for that business. And that's how businesses generally are traded at um, a business that, that is successful. You know, certainly if a business is, is new, hasn't had a chance to be, to be successful, um, or, it's, or, it's not, or it's not making any money, that's different. But your, your business that is successful, that, isn't, that is making money, um, the cash flow multiple approach is, is the best way. And, and that's where someone like me comes in. Um, and certainly I deal with um, you know, the top objection I deal with is, um, you know, your price is too low. I think it should be here. And it's really showing that data 
um, that data in an understandable way um, to a business owner um, that really makes them think um, and gives them some, some, some great food for thought. You, you've mentioned before that one, one of the biggest issues that you found with just agents generally, whether in real estate or in business, is oftentimes you know, the, the sellers and or buyers will mention or, or share that there's been a lack of communication, right? That, that, that's, a, that's a problem that exists at the top of the chart. But in terms of communication generally, you've mentioned a few times like how, how important communication is for you in the work that you do. Do you find like you, you have to work on a certain kind of communication when you're working with a seller or a buyer? Like what's, what matters most in that kind of conversation? Is it, again, logic dominant? Is it emotion? Is it empathy? Belief, belief ladder? What do you think work, uh, matters the most in that kind of conversation? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you always want to have empathy. Um, you know, I, you know, like, you know, you always want to understand um, the other point, the other point of view. Um, so I, I think that's important to do that. I, I, I think when you say the words, I understand, um, you take away that com that combativeness. Um, so I, I I think I think certainly having empathy is certainly I think one of the biggest parts um, of being in sales, and you know certainly one of the key um, attributes I would say is someone who is who is new. Um, you know, but it's it's just really showing them the you know showing showing them the numbers and showing and showing them the facts. Um, you know, and a business sale they're, they're not going to have access to those facts. Um, and so I I think I think that's just very important. Let me ask you about just you generally, right? I mean, you're doing this as you know, your line of work and your career. And you mentioned before how in your past, there was sort of a resistance or discontentment with when you were working in financial services and you kind of felt more, there was a, a different entrepreneurial and creative side to you. What about what you do now in, in being a business broker, like gets your gears going? Oh, I mean, I love the marketing aspect of things. Um, you know, I, you know, in, in real estate, you know, I would study, you know, like, you know, I saw real estate marketing at the highest level. And so you're seeing, you know, what, you know, what, like, let's say Coppice is doing, Elman is doing, Corcoran is doing, Warburg is doing, um, you're seeing all these companies and, um, you know, it's, you know, it's really high level. And so like, I, it's that aspect that really fascinates me. And so that's, and, that, and so that's what I feel I bring to the table um, so well is a is an ability to um, do the marketing um, and to um, based upon my background and to use creativity, um, you know, and and to you know and to certainly you know be aware of um, social media. Um, and so you know I've you know I've done a lot of videos on my end um, out there, and I've done digital ads and um, you know email marketing I do. So there's so much that I do um, as far as uh, marketing, and that's and that's really the aspect that I that I really um, really enjoy. It. I think I think I think that's the fun part of the yeah. of the business. No, I think every business owner can can resonate with this. That every business, but particularly in like sales, there are ebbs and flows. Um, I guess my question is: one, would you agree? And then two, if you do agree. Like, how do you cope with that, that cyclical nature? Like, is it frustrating to you? Is it, is it, you just accept it for what it is? How, how does that make you feel? 
Um, yeah, I mean, certainly as far as the ebb and flow of, of, a, of a business, yeah. I mean, it's 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 um, it's tough. I mean, it's it, it's tough. I mean, you don't necessarily know when your next paycheck is going to come in. Um, deals can get um, you know put on hold or um, just not work out. So it's tough. I I think I think that's something that I've gotten a lot better at. I I think that that's something that's incredibly difficult. Um, when you're starting out and it took me years and years and years is, you know, a, a, a deal wouldn't happen. And, you know, it's, it's, it takes you days to get over. And so, you know, I, um, and then you're not as productive and, um, you know, mentally you don't feel right. Um, and it's still very hard now, but certainly it's something that I've adapted to. And it's something that I've realized is, you know, par for the course. So it's gotten easier where, you know, I'm able to move forward and, um, you know, do things, um, you know, do things to move my business forward. Um, even when, um, I'm having that bad day or I'm not in the mood. And I, and I think that's very important. And, and that's, what's very tough. Certainly when you're new in sales and, um, is kind of having, you know, kind of having that strength to pull over those mental blocks. Uh, let me ask you this more, I guess, more in tune with the circumstances under which we're living. Right. And yeah. for anyone out there who, either one is interested in going into, into sales like you are, or in the alternative speaking to business owners, whether it's a seller or buyer. Um, what, what advice would you have for, again, maybe, maybe we separate that into two different parts, people who are looking in, going into sales, but also business owners, how to navigate and, and again, cope with the circumstances under which we live, because it's, it's really a new world, I think, for, for everyone. Um, and particularly you, where you're dealing with, those who have been hard hit businesses um, and people who service them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very tough. I'm, I mean, the first, the first thing as we discussed is to have empathy um, to, to understand how difficult this, this period is for everyone. Um, but then I have to pivot and I have to say, um, you know, for most businesses out there, um, your business isn't, isn't worth what it was beforehand. In some cases it's way down. Um, for instance, uh, restaurants, um, a favorite topic of, uh, of buyers, um, has traditionally traded at a two times cash flow multiple. I would say right now you're looking pretty much at a, at a one times, wow. um, could be a little bit higher, um, in the, in the, in the suburbs that are open, um, for uh, indoor dining, such as Long Island and, and Connecticut. Um, but certainly uh, in the city and in Jersey where um, you do not have indoor dining, um, you know, I, I, you're lucky to get a one multiple um, at this point. Um, so it's, it is, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's, um, and, um, you know, it's, it, it's just trying to understand, um, you know, understand that we are now in, in a, in a different world. And, um, you know, I hope, the key is, is that, um, and I think landlords now are being, you know, I'm hearing stories of, of them being reasonable. Some aren't, um, but as time goes on, the, the weeks go on, even landlords are being reasonable. And so that is a major key because, you know, everyone, you know, the, the first question these days buyers are asking me is, um, is the rent negotiable? Um, is the landlord going to give concessions? Um, so, because right now you have that, you know, that, fear and that unknown of like, you know, like when will business be back to normal? Um, you know, so, uh, you know, here in the city, you know, the indoor dining is closed. 
gyms are closed. Um, so it's, so it's that, it's that unknown. And so, you know, everyone kind of has to give in and, um, and so, you know, the landlords have to be reasonable these days. And, um, certainly there's going to be, um, you know, there's just tons of empty storefronts and gosh, there's going to be so much, I mean, so many more come, uh, the day they all, they will allow evictions. So, um, I think the ones that do have a tenant there, I'm realizing now at this point, they do not want to, um, lose the tenant. Um, and you know, this is, this is certainly a great time. And so I actually, you know, as far as data goes, um, last week, um, the, um, last week, the first, uh, the first full week in, in July, we had the, we had the highest um, amount of, of emails and calls to my listings that I've had um, all year long. So you have people out there who, are, who certainly see value now in the marketplace um, and who you know, are looking for opportunities to buy. Um, that, does, that doesn't mean value, values are where they were beforehand. They, they are not. But um, people do realize that there's an opportunity out there. And um, you know, I think the real positive thing that I'm seeing is I'm seeing a lot of um, buyers um, you know, have an idea for a concept. Um, and there's gonna be a lot, of, a lot of new concepts and a lot of businesses that are gonna come to the forefront. And so that part of it is exciting. Um, and, it, and, it, and it really is really positive and hope. And um, so it, that part of it, I think is, I think, I think is exciting, exciting for all of us. And I, and I know this city is gonna bounce back and you know, it's, gonna, it's gonna take some time, but um, you know, it, the city always has, and um, it's, you know, the city has always won. So all, all those doomsdayers out there were saying, you know, New York is done, that's, you know, They've always been wrong, and time will tell. They'll be they'll be wrong again. As you were saying that, it reminded me of like Ghostbusters, the movie. <laughs> I don't know why. But. Um, let, let me ask you this, and this is kind of a gloomy question, but I thought about yeah. it too because I, I guess as technology and particularly AI kind of evolves, I yeah. wonder what like what the role of a lawyer is going to be because it's it's sort of shrinking. Um, it, there's like been the commoditization of legal services, increased access to like legal research, things like that. Sure. Have you ever given thought to what the future of like being a business broker is, is going to be like? I have, and you know, I have, um, you know, certainly done that. And uh, you know, it's from coming from my background of, um, you know, of, of real estate that I'm able to really think about that. Um, so in real estate, you have a couple markets. You have rentals. You have you have um, condos, which um, could be for a um, you know for an investor. Um, they're generally easier to do. And then you have co-ops, which are really difficult um, to navigate here in the city. And um, you know, elsewhere across the country, um, the role of the agent has has certainly become more more minimized. Um, certainly here in, in New York, we have seen that as far as rentals goes and. Um, even condos a little bit, but the co-op market is just so complex um, that it's basically as safe of a market for a real estate agent as you're going to get. Well, guess what? Business sales is also very complex. So there's just no way um, um, AI or, or an automation can replace um, the job of a business broker because it's so complex, similar to that real estate agent who is doing co-ops. Um, so, you know, from, from, that, from that standpoint, um, you know, I, I, I do think the future is, um, is good. Sorry about that. I had a, a siren passing by. I was trying to hold it off while I can. Um, 
maybe if if you don't mind switching a little more personally, like what yeah. you know, you've had like a great career so far again, and it seems like a very linear linear journey that makes sense, right? You had this feeling, you ended up in this job, you made a decision to switch, go on your own, get into real estate, and then even further, like into into sales. What's what's next on your roadmap? Boy, that's a great question, Richard. Um, you know, I, I, I think next on my roadmap, um, you know, it would be, you know, really just talking about my experiences in sales, um, you know, and, and what I've, you know, and what I've learned. I, I, I think that would be a natural progression now because I have such sales, um, such history in sales and I've learned so many lessons is, um, you know, is, is trying to help, um, you, know, tr- you know, whether that's individuals or business owners, um, you know, trying to help them to reach the next level and, um, you know, and, and, you know, and because, you know, I've gotten so much better in sales by, you know, overcoming any fear I've had, you know, I, you know, one of the reasons I actually chose residential over commercial was like, oh, um, I heard a commercial, they make cold calls. I didn't know I make cold calls. Well, guess what? Um, I mean, I started, I started making cold calls, um, about like, you know, a year and a half ago in, uh, in, in real estate. So, you know, I, I was like, you know, it's just time to get over that fear. And, 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 and so I, I, I think that part of in sales is hard is when you're new is, you know, getting used to rejection, um, to, to not even bother you anymore. And, you know, I, um, I certainly admire the people who can be so natural in sales and can just, you know, step right in and they are, they are unfazed. But, um, you know, for the heavy majority of, um, people in sales, um, you do not feel like that. Um, and, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really getting over that fear. And, um, you know, I, I think also just being, just being creative and, you know, as far as a business development standpoint too, I, you know, I've, you know, being in sales, I can think one of the, one of the best parts was, is how it's really stretched me creatively, creatively beyond anything I could have imagined. Um, so when I combine that, you know, the creativity aspect along with the, um, you know, the, um, you know, um, overcoming fears. And, um, I would just love to think how people down the road at some point with that. I want to, I want to jump on that because that, that really resonated with me. I mean, I, this, this year particularly for me has been about that, like yes, just doing and, and, and overcoming the fear of, of not doing, um, when you, if, if maybe you can share what's helped you the most with both of those things with just doing it, and also how, you know, maybe it's an exercise. I don't know, whatever. If someone were to ask you, hey, Eric, what's the number one thing that's helped you overcome your fear and just do it, overcome rejection, whatever it is, and just do it? And also, what's the number one, what's the number one way that you express or, or bring out your creativity? Do you have any suggestions for that? Yeah, so, it, so as far as, um, you know, overcoming fear, it's, you know, it's, it's really just recognizing fear and saying, well, that itself is usually a limited belief. Um, you know, that's, I think that's, I think is fair is like, uh, I'm afraid to make this phone call. I'm afraid to, um, say this to a client. Um, you know, I, so I think it's just, it's just understanding, um, what's the worst that can happen. Um, they say no. Um, and so, you know, there is no physical, there's no um, harm physically to you. So I, you know, the brain itself, you know, it's, you know, it, 
it can't always recognize like what is physical harm and what's emotional harm. And so, you know, it's your job to help the brain to overcome that. Um, you know, and, and so it's by really just, you know, by reading and, and listening to, to, to many podcasts, um, you know, I have, I've really developed, um, you know, overcoming that. And, um, you know, as, as far as the creativity, it's, you know, it's just trying to give myself time to think and, um, uh, you know, whether that's, you know, going for a walk in the park, um, you know, going, going for a run, um, you know, just, just trying to assess and just try to keep on always thinking and, um, you know, really, um, you know, really see where, where, where an opportunity is in my business or, um, you know, could be somewhere else, but it's, but it's, it's just to really keep on, keep on learning. And I, you know, I, I always try to learn and, um, you know, learn something new. And, um, you know, I, I think that's also the, the best part. I mean, also, I think uh, a great part about sales is that it really forces you to keep on learning. Um, if you're not learning anything new in sales, um, then you're falling behind. If we had to, to take away your business, right? You can't do, you're not, you can't do sales, right? Uh, I guess my question is, and forget about data, right? What, what do you like to do outside of, what's one of your favorite things to do outside of work, outside of like marketing? Uh, like what, what do you do to chill out and relax? Yeah. Well, I mean, the things I used to do uh, pre-quarantine, I'm, I'm certainly no longer doing. So, uh, you know, I am no longer going to the gym though. I am uh, trying, to, trying to make sure that I do exercise every, every day. Um, you know, I'm a huge sports fan. Um, right now we're sitting here in the uh, middle of July. Um, golf is the only sport that's on TV. Um, the others will be maybe back soon, but you know, so I've adjusted to um, certainly um, no sports. Um, you know, I, I used to go out, used to enjoy eating out and going to restaurants. Well, I'm not really doing that anymore either. <laughs> um, so, you know, so the many things that I used to enjoy, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing, but I, I think just, you know, just, you know, learning and reading, um, you know, podcasts and, you know, and just, um, you know, just trying to, um, you know, always become better. And, um, you know, because being, being, being in sales, um, you have to continually get better and, and adapt. Sweet. Well, Eric Mendelson, this is great. This is fun, man. I really appreciate you coming on, spending a time. Uh, I want to just give you the floor, if you like, take a moment and just share whatever you like, a message, a message for people. Um, what do you want people to know about Eric Mendelson, who you are and what you do? Yeah, so certainly, um, if you know of anyone who is interested in certainly um, selling a business or buying a business, um, I would love to hear from them. Um, I'm based here in the New York metropolitan area. So whether it's suburbs or city, I can help or, uh, or if it's somewhere else in the country, I can certainly help too, as, uh, you know, we have a nationwide firm. Um, so please, so please reach out to me. Um, we handle both the, um, the, uh, mainstream market and the small, uh, mergers and acquisition market. So, um, if you have, if you have business, um, literally, um, our price point is, as, is as low as about, uh, 20,000 up to about 30 million. Um, and I would love to help. Um, so please, so please reach out to me. Um, I am on, um, um, my website is www.ericimendelson.com. That's E-R-I-C-I-M-E-N-D-E-L-S-O-H-N at, um, dot, dot com. So Sweet. I'll link that up in the show notes. Um, before I let you go, I've got one more question because I think we yeah. talked about this, but I, I just don't remember if you have, uh, let's go with three books. Three books could be about anything. 
that you'd recommend to like friends and family? What would they be? Wow, um, that's a good that, that's a good question. I, I actually have not been um, reading as much lately. Actually, uh, every July I do take a vacation, but, but this year, of course, there is no vacation, um, given that um, <laughs> um, you know, given the current situation. Um, but I'll give I'll give a couple that I that I that I really like. Um, one is called the Referral Engine. Um, it's a great book about getting referrals. So if you are in sales, um, it's it to me is a is a must read. Will certainly um, you know get your creativity creativity juices uh, flowing. Um, um, one of the best books of all time, um, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Um, great book that should be. You know that should be um, in your uh, in your arsenal, um, and then I have a great negotiating book called uh, "Getting to Yes." Um, that's always been my uh, favorite. Um, if you are in sales or a business owner, um, you certainly want you will certainly be negotiating um, um, with employees, vendors, contracts. Um, so I would certainly check those books out. Awesome. Very, thank you so much. Eric Mendelson, everybody from Transworld Business Advisors. Again, I'll link up the website uh, in the show notes, ericimendelson.com and maybe any other contact information that Eric wants to share. Uh, and Eric, thank you for your time, energy, thoughts. This was a really fun conversation. Thanks, Richard, so, so much for having me. Hey, and AR Nation, until next time, take care, be well, bye for now. Hey there, AR Nation. Before we go, I wanted to remind you of the Super Affiliate Accelerator. Whether you're looking to get started with an online business or if you're struggling to see the traction you've been hoping for in your current online business, the Super Affiliate Accelerator can help you see the success that you want in your business and in your life. The Super Affiliate Accelerator is an all-in-one, high-ticket marketing community where you'll get access to proven training, weekly coaching and mentoring from seasoned and accomplished marketers who sold millions of dollars in products and services online, as well as access to a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. Right now, the SAA coaches are offering a free complimentary business strategy call. So if you're ready to build a strong and profitable online business and brand, take advantage of the complimentary business strategy call today and learn more about the Super Affiliate Accelerator by visiting richardkiston.com forward slash SAA.